I want to welcome you guys to um, this NAACP career fair. And I'm, I want to thank the NAACP really for allowing me to come here and talk to you guys about how to market yourself to get the job you want. Now that, that's, that's very distinctive. How to market yourself to get the job you want. That's what's important. Not how to market yourself just to get any kind of job, how to market yourself to get the job you want. Let me give you guys a little bit of um, background on me just so you know. So I am the president of In Focus Staffing and we're online at infocusstaffing.net. And so my job every single day in our company is to find jobs. That's my job. That's what I do all day, every day. I find jobs for our company to fill. That's what I do every single day, right? So if you're here at this job fair, what are you looking for? You're looking for a job. Now, oftentimes people don't understand how to look for jobs, where to find jobs. So I'm going to help you to understand how to do that in this keynote. So I really appreciate the NAACP for allowing me to be here. So I have been in the staffing and recruiting space for over 25 years. Okay. Um, I was in the military for 10 years, got out of the military, landed in Atlanta, Georgia, started with a company where we were hiring people to knock on doors, door to door for $7 per, per sale. And the goal was to have 25 to 30 people come into the office every single day so that you can have 10 or 12 of those people go out the next day on like a day of observation and then hopefully the third day take this commission-based job. So that was a pretty tough recruiting task. I hired $7 per sale door-to-door -door representatives in Atlanta, Georgia, Macon, Georgia, and eventually got me here to Texas. Back then, the way recruiting worked was you had to write an ad. I don't know how old you are, so you, you, you may not understand. <laughs> you had to write an ad in a local newspaper, the classified section. How many of you, raise your hand, have purchased a newspaper in the last 12, 24, or 36 months and sat at your kitchen table and looked through a classified ad section? Raise your hand if you've done that in the last three years. You have? That is so archaic and like a dinosaur. That's old. That doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't work anymore. Okay? So, but that was the way that we got the, tried to get the attention of candidates because what we understood is, what's your name? Charles, on Sunday morning, would grab his coffee, go down to his local convenience store, grab the Sunday paper, look at the bottom to see where the classified section was, rip that classified section out, open it up, and there were thousands and thousands of large, small, and medium ads that he had to go through, highlight, circle, and find the phone number for that particular company to call. That's how we found jobs in the early 90s. And if you were a newspaper, like the Dallas Morning News or the Atlanta Journal-Constitution Journal or the Miami Herald, you thought that that was going to last forever. Well, in the mid-90s, 
newspapers had a competitor. It was called the internet. Right? And then you started to see internet-based job boards start to come alive. Your monster.com was first. Well, there was other ones, but Google tried to get in, Yahoo tried to get in, Yahoo Jobs. Monster.com came on board. How many of you remember Monster.com? Okay. So Monster.com essentially was an online version of a classified job section. But the difference between Monster.com and your local newspaper is Monster.com had jobs open in many different cities. And here is how Monster.com built their platform. They came to you, Tiffany, Charles, they came to you and said, if you want a job, go post your resume profile online and thousands of companies will have access to it and see it, call you and interview you and get you a job. Okay. That's what, that's what the sale was. The candidate puts their profile online for free. Companies pay for access for those profiles. They, they made a match. You got a job. Hooray. Okay. So it was about the mid nineties, 96, 97 kind of sort of end of the nineties where job boards started taking over classified news ads. In about 97, 98, 99, your Dallas Morning News, your Atlanta Journal-Constitution, those things just did not work as good as they used to. So round about 98 to 2000, you saw the death of newspaper ads because people could sit in front of their computers and go through specific types of jobs on their computer through monster.com faster than having to open up that seven, eight, nine pages of classified ads. Plus it gave you additional information. It gave you an entire job description. It told you what the company was. And back then they were putting email addresses there, the address of the location, the, the person you need to contact, and even the phone number. All of that information was there. So you were able to get directly to the hiring manager, right? So that happened from about 1998 until about 2005. Monster.com came on the scene. Monster.com was eclipsed by CareerBuilder. Now, let me back up just a second. Ad writing to attract candidates was the same. The difference is where people were looking for jobs changed. So we still had to write an ad. The only difference is we had to put it on one of these platforms, monster.com or CareerBuilder, because the candidate's attention shifted. Okay, you were no longer going down and buying that $2 newspaper to get the classified ads to go get a job that you can call on Monday. And we wrote ads on Mondays and Wednesdays. Those were the two most popular days. Okay, so that, that shifted. Now let me say this, attention is the name of the game. And I want you guys to remember that. Attention is the name of the game. If you can't get a person's attention, you can't tell them what you want. Charles, I don't know what kind of work you do, but if you can't get the attention of a hiring manager who is interested in your skill, you can't tell him or her that you want a job, you want to work with him. You can't do it. So in the old days, newspaper ad, phone number, you would have to call that line 
in order to get the hiring manager or the front desk receptionist to get an interview. In 98, 99, 2000, about to 2005 or so, everything shifted from newspapers to now online job boards, okay? Because that's where the attention of the candidate was. So companies like mine had to change our strategy. We're no longer gonna write ads in newspaper. We're going to start writing ads online. And by the way, the cost for a newspaper ad and the online job posting was exactly the same. It was the same. Wasn't different. We were paying four to $500 for a post that lasted in the newspaper. It's the same cost per month for that posting on your Indeed, your Career Builders, whole nine yards. So around about 2005 is when we saw another shift. And that was, you are posting your position online. You are applying for, in the beginning, 2000, early 2000s, you were getting a response back. People were calling you, you, you click apply for a job and these hiring managers or recruiters were calling you back. You were getting interviews. It was a little easier to get a job because that was the new frontier. But about 2005, 2006, things changed. What companies realized is there were a hundred Charleses sending us their resume, but only two of those resumes actually qualified for the job that we had going. So that meant 98 people would not get a response back. Now, how many of you have applied to a job and nobody ever contacted you? You're applying, 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 and you think that your activity is getting the attention of the hiring manager, but what you need to understand is for every 100 applicants that apply, only two qualify. For every 1,000 applicants that apply, only 20 qualify. You understand? So that was now the deficit. Now, companies became disheartened with the online job posting advertising piece, but they had nowhere else to go. So they had to sift through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of resumes. And when I was a senior manager in talent acquisition doing this, I had to come up with strategies to get people in the door and all of those kinds of things. So I understood it. I saw the shift. I felt the shift. I understood it. That is the thing that kept me up all day, every day, all, all night, every night, trying to figure out how do I get to you guys? How do I get through all of these resumes so that I can find the Tiffany's and the Charles of the world? Does that make sense? In 2005, 2006, 2007, another company came on the scene to try to bring the two communities together. Those who were looking for good talent and those who were looking for a job. That company was called Indeed.com. Now, Indeed.com did something a little different. Indeed said, hey, Mr. Employer, we're going to do something different than Monster.com and CareerBuilder to, to add value. You can post your position online for free. Okay? And we are going to then take that posting and put it in a lot of different areas. Google, Yahoo, CareerBuilder, Monster, and your local newspapers. Then Indeed strategically started attacking and attracting you. So instead of doing it the way Monster.com and CareerBuilder did it, they said, if you need a job, post your resume, and then they would back channel sell companies. 
What they did is a little different. They said, we're gonna get companies on our platform so candidates can switch their attention away from Monster.com and CareerBuilder so that they can then start getting jobs that way. And we were paying per click, right? So you clicked on our job posting, we paid a fee, right? So the better your ad was, the more clicks you got, the more attention you got, the more candidates you were able to hire. So if a company was not good at writing ads, like they were in early 90s, all the way to now, if they were not good at writing ads, they didn't get attention. So that played out until about 2015, 2016. Then another company came onto the scene that I'm sure you guys are familiar with called ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter is doing the exact same thing that Indeed.com is doing. So they are, Indeed and ZipRecruiter are the monster career builder competitor. Now listen, I want you guys to listen to me because everything has changed again. Job boards do not work like they used to. Here's why. You are tired of clicking on jobs and nobody is responding to you. You are thinking in your mind, I qualify for this job, I'm applying for it. You're actually just showing interest when you click submit. You're not applying for the job. You are saying to yourself, I am showing interest in this job, but nobody's contacting me back. Why? Am I not qualified? You may be qualified. You become frustrated by it because nobody's contacting you. Here's what you need to know because I am on the inside. I have a team of recruiters who receive email resumes for candidates like you. And just like an email box, if you apply at eight o'clock in the morning and she applies at five o'clock in the afternoon and I happen to go look at my inbox at five o'clock in the afternoon, I'm gonna look at her resume first. And if her resume fits what I'm looking for, I'm gonna select her and not you. That's not fair because that, well, it is as fair as it gets, but that's how recruiters are managing their inboxes, okay? So that eight o'clock reply is at the bottom, that five o'clock reply is at the top. Unless all of those five o'clock, four o'clock, three o'clock resumes don't fit, they're never gonna get to you. So you never get a response, even though you are supremely qualified. Then you, you, you go back, you try to send interest again, and then a week later you find out the position has been filled and you don't understand why, because you never got an opportunity to interview. How many of you have experienced that? It happens all the time. I have, okay? So that's what's going on in the world, but in 2019, actually in 2018, but definitely more so now in 2019, everything has shifted. So, there used to be newspaper ads that was eclipsed by job boards. Job boards were eclipsed by a new way of job boarding, and that has now been eclipsed by social media platforms. And I'm gonna talk to you guys about what you can do right now to start getting interest in your qualifications that put you in the driver's seat and not the company that you're applying to. Give you a little secret. Companies who are looking for great candidates like yourself, they have no idea about how to find you. They don't. They are just doing what they know to do. 
post to position online in hopes that CareerBuilder, Monster.com, Indeed, and ZipRecruiter have something in their algorithm that gets your attention, sends you an email, um, uh, something. That's what they're hoping, right? And by the way, three to five years from now, it's going to change again, and I'm going to tell you guys what I believe is coming down the line. So that's what their hope is. So Charles posts his position online and, and, and uh, his resume online, I'm sorry. And then what, what, what you're hoping, Charles, is that, man, somehow that algorithm connects me to that company. We get an email. I get them every day that say these 20 people in Denver, Colorado, with the experience of this particular, it's called job alert. It's called candidate alerts. I'm sorry. Skill alerts. We get these emails that say these 20 people recently posted or had some activity on Indeed.com. Go check them out. Now, here's the problem that we have. When I click on that candidate interest or skill interest, I have to pay to see your information. Unless you have a package with Indeed.com that is a click per resume package. And usually that's going to cost you several thousand dollars a month per user. So that's how it works. So they're saying, yep, I'm sending you all of these new candidates. But in order for you to see those new see those new candidates, companies have to pay for it. You understand? And that's how Indeed makes their money. So if companies are unwilling to pay for it and we give the notification and your information is in the notification and companies don't want to pay for it, guess what happens? They delete that email so you don't get seen. So even though you are supremely qualified they are, you're still not being reached because job boards are broken. Why? Because that's not where the attention is anymore. Your attention is not there anymore. It's just not. It's not. So I'm going to talk to you guys about what I do every single day leading the new business development and sales or job finding function of my company. I'm going to tell you what I do. And you can do the exact same thing because there's nothing special that I'm doing. And you're going to see this in just a second that you cannot do. I understand that the attention of the candidate has changed. I've been doing this for over 25 years and I would be crazy to go write a newspaper ad in the Dallas morning. I don't do is this Dallas morning news even exist still in paper form. <laughs> What do they do? Okay, I didn't. I really didn't know. I didn't because I haven't purchased a paper in 20 years. Literally, I have not. A magazine ad, magazine. I just haven't bought them. I just, I have not. When was the last time any of you, anybody, buy a paper? You, you did. You said you. Okay. Okay. Who else is like that? OK, how long ago has it been since you, a former newspaper person, actually bought a newspaper? Right. So, yeah. So so people don't. And now you got Groupon. So, right. That's saying so the so mo people don't buy them anymore. So the distribution of that paper to these local st it just it has changed. OK, so here's why. And it, it's not because newspapers are not good. It's not because that's not where information is. You, the information has changed where it is. The, the thing that is changing is candidate attention behavior. That's what's changing everything. And if people are not keeping up with that, 
they're gonna be lost. You gotta know what's going on if you're gonna be in this space and compete. Now, let me say, say this and I'm gonna dive into um, uh, the, the myth. I consider myself to be, and people might think this is arrogant or braggadocious, I don't. I consider myself to be one of, if not the best recruiter, high volume recruiter in the entire continental United States of America. By myself, I can usually hire more people in a week than anybody else. Qualified individuals. Because I understand if I don't get the attention of a thousand people, I can't hire 40. That's typically how it works. So I have become very good at getting the attention of a thousand qualified candidates to hire 40. Hiring 40 people in one week is pretty bomb. It's pretty awesome. When I was a talent acquisition director and staffing agencies would come around to me and ask to do business, this is the question I would ask. I say, I would say, Charles, your answer to this question is going to determine whether or not we continue to talk or not. Charles, today is Monday. It's nine o'clock in the morning. I just got a request from our hiring managers that they need to hire 50 customer service reps to start next Monday. Charles, can you do that? If I gave all 50 positions to you. In 25 years of doing this, I have never got a yes from any staffing agency. And I would say, Charles, I appreciate you coming to sit and talk with me, but I can do it myself. So why would I pay the extra fee to you? If I can do it, then I can hire a team of individuals that I can train to do it. Does that make sense? If me and Charles is doing it, now that's 100. If me, Charles, and Tiffany is doing it, that's 150. So I have never been in a situation where I have not been able to hire candidates in volume. In fact, I used to have the career builders and the monster.coms of the world when they were in town take me to lunch to find out how is it you are getting a two cents per hire rate. How are you doing that? It's because I knew how to write ads in the early 90s and the same principles for writing ad are the same. It's just that where we write ads at is completely different. And if you don't know that game, that's why, right? So let's talk about what I do. Every day I get up and my job is to uh, do new business development, okay? Find jobs so that I can find jobs for you. That's what I do every day. So I make outbound phone calls, emails, I do social media stuff, text, whatever, to get the attention of the hiring manager so that I can get a meeting. Now I'm gonna tell you guys something that's very interesting, okay? I wanna get a meeting so that I can talk to them for 20 minutes and after 20 minutes, I usually close every sale. My sales meetings last by phone 18 to 20 minutes. If it goes beyond 20 minutes, it's because the person on the other side of the phone, they're so intrigued by the process that I share with them that they wanna to continue to have a conversation. And I usually cut it off at 30 minutes. I'm gonna say that again. My sales meetings with companies who need to hire people usually last for 18 to 20 minutes. That's it. And it goes something like this. Hey Charles, I appreciate your time. 
I'm gonna tell you how this call typically goes because I have a lot of respect for your time. Now I'm going somewhere with this, so pay attention. I say, Charles, first thing I'm gonna ask you is if you're using a staffing agency. If you are, are you happy? If you're happy, what's making you happy? If you aren't, why? Why are you not happy, okay? If you aren't using a staffing agency, what challenges are you having with your internal recruiting that has caused you to take this call with me? Once you tell me those things, Charles, then I'm gonna tell you how we can help you to solve that particular problem. If we can help you, I will tell you. If we can't help you, I'm gonna be honest with you and tell you, we can't help you and I'm gonna tell you specifically why not. Is that gonna work? Yes. Okay, then I say, Charles, tell me, what's going on with your staffing? Charles then begins to tell me everything that's going on. After 10 minutes, I tell him, okay, I understand exactly what's going on. Here is what your specific problem is. It's usually centered around, we have all of these jobs. We're po Are y'all listening? We're posting jobs on these job boards, but the candidates that we're getting from those job boards don't even remotely qualify for the job that we're hiring for. And then I'll say, do you know why? And they say, well, no, not really, I don't. Then I'll say, who's posting the positions? And they will say, I am. And I'll say, do you understand what the candidate you're looking for, what's important to them, and are you putting that in your ad? Well, I thought I was. Is it working? No, well, you're not. You thought that you were writing the ad correctly, but you're not. Now, here's what's happening, Charles. Companies are writing ads from their perspective. This is what I want. Okay? They're not writing a perspective based on, let me see if I can do something to attract Charles because I understand what he wants. Right? They're, they're, they are hunting with vinegar, not honey. They're qualifying you out in the job posting instead of qualifying you in. And guys, this has been happening since I started writing ads in 1993, which is why we won. So we don't write ads based on all of the technical things that we want. We write it based on you. Here is what every candidate is interested in. The four basic things that every single person in this room is interested in. You wanna know, one, how much does this job pay? If it's too low, you're not interested. If it's too high, you might question it because you're like, am I qualified enough? If it's just right, you're gonna go on to the next thing. What is the actual job? Is it a customer service representative? Charles, what do you do? Currently. Yeah. Okay, what, what, what is your skill, your experience? Like anything. Okay, so is it, is it property management, commercial property management, high-end property management? Is it, what, is, what is it, right? Residential? It, what is the actual job? That's number two. The third thing that every candidate is interested in is, where is this job located? I live in Fort Worth. Is this job in Little Elm? Right? And the fourth thing is, if I apply for this job, 
what are my chances of actually getting it? And that's in a certain part of the job. So if the title of a job, which is what I call the headline of a job posting, does not list those four things, you, my friends, as a candidate, you're probably going to move right past it. Because the company is giving you all of these different, all of this different technical terminology, they're trying, they're qualifying you out without even knowing it, instead of trying to say, I have a $95,000 a year, two $95,000 a year property management jobs in Plano, Texas, starting immediately. That immediately picks your, picks your interest. You go on to the first third of that job posting and you are looking for the contact information, not the content in the post. Where I like this title, I think is what I'm looking for. Let me contact this company to see how I can get their information. Is that about accurate? Is that about what you guys are doing? Okay, so most companies don't look at it from that perspective. So what they do is they don't have a good headline written and then they don't have any contact information at the bottom. So the only way you have a pathway into their, into their job is what? You gotta click apply. Now your resume goes into what I call a black hole. You don't know what's happening. You have completely lost control when you click submit. You have no idea if the person on the other line even got your resume. Even if the email that is attached to that submit button is correct, you have no idea. You have, if the person that that email is going to is even working for that company any longer. You have no idea. You, your information is in what I call the great black hole. And then 